0: Welcome to the Unrealist podcast today. Uh, If you wanted to learn about real estate investing, today is your day. It's a great day for the podcast. I'll be speaking with a prolific real estate investor who also has an online course and has done tons of real estate investing on his own along with coaching. Uh, But first, I want to start with our Unreal stat of the day. And the stat is that every year, about 250,000 homes are flipped or bought and sold for investment. Uh, That's about 5% of the market, just a gigantic number. Um, Here to talk about that and other things is my good friend, Kyle O'Keefe. He's an investor with over 20 years of experience. He's also the founder of RentHouseMillionaire.com. Kyle, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. So Tell me more about what you do, why you do it, why are you so excited about um, being an investor and teaching other people how to, to invest in real estate?
1: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. So kind of my, my snor- story in a, st- in a snapshot is that when I got started in real estate, I was very hungry to just have more, just more time. Um, I was working all the time and I was looking for something that could give me a better financial plan. Um, and, and I found real estate. And specifically, I found the idea of passive income, which is, which is kind of the core of what I do now is teach that opportunity. And, um, you know, fast forward to where we are now is that I was, uh, I was lucky to kind of go through the school of hard knocks and learn a lot about real estate. I read a lot of books and took a lot of sure. classes. And uh, my background is actually in teaching and coaching. Um, so that's what, that was my professional life. That was my, my day job per se. And, uh, and, and I, I did that. And then on the side, I was adding real estate and what it allowed me to do was grow this, uh, kind of what I would call like a wealth portfolio on the side. Um, and then I got to a certain point where I didn't need my job anymore. Um, I was making That's enough awesome. money with real estate. I was making enough money, uh, enough passive income to where i I didn't have to clock in. Um, and then so now what I've done is I've really kind of, um, because of my passion for coaching and teaching and excitement, mm-hmm. like making money's awesome. don't don't get me wrong. Like I love making yep. money, but when you can actually see someone who comes up to you and they're like, hey this totally changed my life this changed the yeah. way i think about things and there's there's a little bit more like fulfillment and purpose there that just like yeah. i mean it totally gets me super excited and i'm really passionate and hungry to watch other people be successful um, you know and so so what i did is i i i kind of designed a a class um, using my my coaching experience and my teaching experience and i designed this class that really makes real estate just fast and easy. And it's the class that I wanted um, when I started out, like when I started out um, and and I say school of hard knocks, I mean like fun lessons that that you learn. You had to actually go
0: out and learn it. You had to learn it by doing it. From making
1: mistakes. And and look, learning Mm -hmm. real estate, it's, it's, you got to do it. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of courses that are theory and the theory's important, yeah. the strategy's good, but at the end of the day, you gotta be able to take action. And that's kind of what we focus on. And, and that's really the the coaching aspect of it is, you know, there's there's teaching, which is just a lot of book stuff. And then there's mm-hmm. coaching, which is actually like, get in and do it, um, like okay. do the activities and do stuff. And so, um, you know, this is this is really that, that I wanted for myself. Um, and, okay. and I've been, I've been really pouring into it over the last two years and, and watching people make a lot of money doing real estate. So it's, it's super fun. I love it. Yeah. It's
0: about, so what I love about what you're doing is it's, you figured out how to get financial freedom for yourself. And now, and, and, you, and your story, it reminds me of so many other people I've heard that have gotten into real estate investing where they they had a main job that was, you know, paying their bills. And they said, okay, this is like kind of fine or good, but I really, I want something else, something more. And they find that in real estate. Cause it's one of these weird um, opportunities where you can make a lot of money on the side, right? Yeah. So yeah. Obviously there's side gigs out there, but sometimes it's hard to make, to actually generate real wealth on the side. Um, and that's something that you've, you've done. And now you're teaching it to other people. I think that's so cool. Um, I would love to, I want to flip back to that unreal stat. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a gigantic market, right? It's 250,000 uh, homes every year. How are you giving your students an edge with that in that market? What do you teach them that's different?
1: Well, you know, and, and, and honestly, one thing about that stat is that the the cool thing about real estate is this isn't some like, you know, newly invented thing. I mean, like you said, it's yeah. a huge number. There's a lot of people doing it. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's good and bad. Um, you know, the, the good news is that if you get into this, if you get into or you want to go flip a house or you want to go do something like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah. You know, the, the bad news is is you're not alone, so there's other people doing it too. Um, and mm-hmm. kind of where where we come in and, and where I feel like um, I give people the edge is that, you know, I'm not specifically geared, um, to where, where I'm teaching people to come in and just flip houses. Um, we're, we're more than just, Hey, I'm going to show you how to do this, how to buy your first house, which is obviously important. And we spend a lot of time focusing on, you know, all the physical criteria, all the financial criteria, all the things that it takes in order for you to go out and purchase your house. Um, mm-hmm. and we have strategies for that, but where, where I think our program is, is we're really focused on that financial freedom aspect. So we mm-hmm. talk a lot about strategy. We talk about like, um, you know, obviously look at the market right now, as we sit here today, like, is it the best time to go? And this is a question I get all the time. So I'll kind of throw mm-hmm. this one back. Is it the best time to go and flip a house? Um, yeah. You know, and the simple answer is, can you go flip a house? Yes. Is it strategically the best time to do it? Possibly not. You might pay more attention to uh, putting rentals in your portfolio right now mm-hmm. um, because of inventories up, prices are coming down. I um, and, mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you have some economic factors that are out there helping us strategically. Um, and, and again, everything we do in terms of the edge we give is just going to be this like forward looking long-term, um, you know, strategic plan that says, Hey, if I'm going to add real estate, I want to add it in the smartest way possible. Um, and we, you're not talking about one
0: flip or one house. You're thinking about the long-term strategic vision of my financial freedom.
1: Absolutely, and so look, flipping a house and making twenty five thousand dollars is fun, right? Sounds flipping, great. Flipping fifteen houses over three years, or or, or two years, or a year, and yeah. and making twenty five thousand times fifteen yeah. is life more, Is more fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, absolutely. And so let's let's talk about that for a little bit more. So, um, I think a lot of my listeners are hearing this and they're like. Uh, I always hear this uh uh sort of throwaway must be nice, right? Yeah, uh, because yeah. they're thinking, oh like I, I can never I don't have enough money to even start this. So like what is the the lowest amount? How do I get in, right? Uh if I assume assuming I'm I'm not a wealthy person. Uh I've got this this 9 to 5 job this breaking my back, but I want to get in cuz I want to get that financial freedom. Where where do where can I start?
1: Yeah. And so so the first place to start, in in my opinion, and this is not a plug, like I'm going to say this and it's going to sound like, but the first place to start is education, right? Because what education oh. is going to do for you is it's going to give you, you know, an opportunity to see predictable outcomes. And so when mm-hmm. we talk about fear, because the biggest pass off that people have is they're like, man, if you look at, and, and there's statistics out there, like real estate creates more millionaires than anything else. Like, absolutely, is, there, yep. there's there's those statistics, that you can go Google. But if that's the case, then why, like you said, why wouldn't more people do it? Like, why wouldn't why is there that that pass off? And for me, the simple, simple answer is just fear. Like, people don't know what that next step is. They don't know, like, oh well. What if I did this? You know, I might mess up because it's so much money or I don't have any money to invest or all those things. So those are all basically like just fear points that yeah. when you get into the education and you you actually see what it is, like you understand that it, it's like fear is whatever they say, the acronym for it, false evidence appearing real, right? Yeah. Well, when you, yeah, when you actually look into it, you see that it's it's not real. Um, and that's kind of what we do is, is, this program, like what I do is I'm not sitting in front of people telling them I know everything about real estate, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like what, but what I do is I pull back the curtains to my business. And I specifically say, these are the things that work for me. This is the way I did it. And the Mm -hmm. way I did it is I was teaching and coaching and I had no money. So when I started Mm -hmm. back in, I mean, you know, 2002, One of the cool things is they started doing around like 2004 is you could get 100% financing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would go in with an 80-20 mortgage, right? Or a Mm 90-10. And there's still lots of programs out there where you can go in and get 95 fives on the mortgage and things like that. But um, I started to build my portfolio based on going in with like 30-year fix just in my own name um, and just adding one deal at a time. Um, mm-hmm. with no money down. So when you talk about like, what's the bare minimum for me, it was zero. Right. But you
0: had to put in the work, you had to educate yourself, although you educated yourself by doing it.
1: Right? Yeah. But, so, so and like now a lot more
0: tools available for yeah,
1: people. So, so my funny story is I was actually in the process of reading a book, um, trying to figure out, cause I knew I, I looked forward into teaching and coaching. I was waking up. I would start work at 6am at the high school. Um, cause mm-hmm. I would actually coach in the morning. Um, okay. And then I would get out of school teaching, and I mm-hmm. would turn around and I'd go coach club soccer in the evenings until okay. uh, until nine p.m. So I'd get home at like nine thirty or ten, and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I was working from six till ten. I'd eat dinner at ten o'clock at night, um, yep. and then I'd I'd wake up at five and go do it all over again. Um, and mm-hmm. then I was coaching on the weekends, and so I was able to look forward. And I just realized like, I can't do this the yeah. rest of my life. So it's not like I had extra time laying around. I didn't have extra money laying around, mm-hmm. right? Teachers, mm-hmm. teachers don't make a lot of money, but yeah. I had a W-2 income. So I was mm-hmm. bankable. Um, okay, You know, and then, and then essentially I just went out and I bought a house. Um, I was mm-hmm. reading a book my wife came in and she goes, Hey, our neighbors are selling their house. And I like tossed the book over my shoulder. <laughs> I ran out the front door and I got like really close to them. You know, I'm like, Hey, I want your house. I want your house. And they're like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because I'd been reading about rentals and I okay. I, th- I thought their house would be a perfect rental. And, hmm. and I mean, I, I negotiated it and bought it on the spot and uh, that was, that was my first deal and but it was it was the fact that I had read about hey a rental can do this for you, okay. um and and that deal it made me three hundred and sixty dollars a month of yep. passive income. I put a renter in it within like three weeks, um, wow. and. The uh, it, it made me an extra three hundred and sixty dollars per month, and I didn't have to do anything. And when I mean like mm-hmm. I didn't do anything, I mean I mean like I had shifted my income away from the the time requirement being on me to be there yeah. to the asset of the house earning the income, right. Right? And it, right? And it's a little funny because I was next door, so my yeah. tenants my tenants would see me, mm-hmm. but. They didn't want to see me, and that's kind of the beauty mm-hmm. of real estate: is that when you're when you're renting a house, and when you flip it, it's gone forever. So it's not like you really kind of see them or mess with that anymore. The asset has earned you money, and you made money, mm-hmm. and specifically, you made cash, right? Okay. Um, but on the rental side, you know your tenant, you can't go sit on the couch at your tenant's house, right? Um, you you the rules you're, and laws around this. Yeah, you're legally yeah. like not allowed to. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. the, so the cool thing that it does is it kind of gives you that, that time back. Um, and I looked forward and I was hunting for time. Like I was working <laughs> so much that I was hungry for time. I didn't have a ton of money, but I, I learned enough to know, hey, there's ways to do real estate without money. And then so like currently, um, we had a bunch of our students last year go and do a lot of deals. And, um, you know, we had, I think... I'd say nine out of 10. And so another part of my business in real estate that I've rolled into is that I'm a hard money lender as well.
0: Okay. And then, Mm -hmm. so
1: we, we use hard money uh, quite a bit in our business to. Explain what that is. So, so hard money is, is kind of a real estate term that's specifically where the loan is dedicated to the property. So the house is a hard asset, so they call it hard money because it's leaned on the house specifically, Mm -hmm. which means like, if I go to the bank right now and I want to get a mortgage on a house, they ask me for three years of tax returns, you know, give me all Mm -hmm. your pay stubs, let me see all this stuff on Kyle O'Keefe, on me, yep, right? But so the way we do real estate is we basically, we put up the asset and we say, hey, here's a property. These are the numbers on the property. So very similar that you scrutinize the numbers and you make sure that you have proper, you know, collateral coverage, proper risk protection for the lending institution, the bank, the hard money loan guy, the private money investor or whatever it is. Um, But essentially the asset is the protection Um, Mm -hmm. on a, on a mortgage, like a 30 year fixed mortgage, my job is the protection. So they want to yeah. see my W two. They want to prove that I can pay that. But so what we do is we kinda we kinda detach the borrower from and it, and it's commercial loan. It's it's we kinda get so into I have an LLC. Other, you're giving you yeah, so loan in, to an LLC. we get into these business loans because it's it's mm-hmm. dedicated specifically to the property. Um, yep. now there's still some scrutiny on me because I've got to be, you know, a good steward of the money. I've got to be, um, you know, you know, essentially able to receive the money. So they still look at me a little bit on a hard money loan, Yeah, yeah. but the majority of it is looked at on the hard asset itself. So just as, just as a quick example, yeah. if, if let's say you have a house that's worth $100,000 in the marketplace, okay. mm-hmm. right? But it's completely falling apart and it's terrible and it doesn't look any good. Um, well, this this might be a deal that somebody sells for $60,000. And I'm just trying to keep numbers simple.
0: Yeah, keep them, keep them right? easy, yep.
1: Yeah, and so this would be what we call like a distressed property. Um, mm-hmm. Now, typically these houses, even if you wanted to come in and buy it with bank money, you couldn't anyways. Right. The bank
0: isn't going to underwrite this thing that's so dilapidated.
1: Absolutely. It's not going to pass inspections. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do all that. Well, that's where we that's where we have opportunity. And that's where hard money is really important, because we can come in and we can borrow against that because the protection for the lender is that they're buying a house at 60 percent of market. Um, 80% of market or whatever it is. And there's, there's certain numbers that you go through and you look at, and there's, there's kind of like, just like the bank has numbers that they loan at, like the hard money lender will have numbers and fees and stuff that they loan out. Um, but that's, that's pretty much, you know, one, one way to come in and get money to do real estate without, without having your own money.
0: Um, And so that hard loan, it can be up to a hundred percent of the home price.
1: So you know it, it it really depends on the lender right so different okay. different and so what you just kind of what you referred to there was mm-hmm. going to be like the um the the actual cost that you paid right and that mm-hmm. would be that would be like loan to cost yeah. um and then they have another one that's loan to value okay, okay? and so okay. So essentially, like a hard money lender will really kind of take in that that future potential value and mm-hmm. be able to lend on loan to value. So a lot of times, like oh, on our side, so, cause,
0: so sorry, I want to I want to make sure we don't go too fast, especially for me or for our listeners. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you're talking about um, this house? Uh, you think in the future is really worth something closer to a hundred thousand, but we can get it for sixty. But it's going to require some investment, right? Absolutely. We got to fix the roof. 've yep. got to fix some pipes, but the the hard money is taking all that into consideration, and they 're loaning against the property
1: yeah so so like a lot of times with uh, with our with our groups what we 'll do is we 'll actually say okay we 're buying the house, so the purchase of the house is sixty, and we 're going to take a hard money loan at eighty thousand dollars, and what that does is it closing. That gives us some rehab money, and so again, if you look at your out of pocket, like what am I out of pocket right now? Nothing,
0: Nothing. zero. But it's, like it's, it's your time. It's I your, haven't it's spent your, any. Got, yeah.
1: It's it's knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's time and it's yep. future effort that I'm going to go and put forward. But essentially, I'm going to get this, this check for rehab. And sometimes, a lot of times, like the lender will protect themselves. So there's a reimbursement part where it's like, it's called a hold back. Like we're not going to actually give you that money. Um, hmm. But but a lot of our guys will go out and they do zero out of pocket deals where they, they literally, I, I actually call it inventing money. I think it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. but it's because you go and you're able to buy a, an asset that's worth hundreds hundred or hundreds of thousands of dollars um, with essentially none of your own money. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So uh, switching gears just a little bit. Um, we've talked about the your, your website, redhousemillionaire.com. We've talked about how, how you give your students an edge. What is? I think we may have hit on it, but I want to make sure we don't miss it. What is the biggest misconception about being a real estate investor?
1: Yeah, I, you know, there's there's some funny stuff. So I, I think one of the one of the hardest things that that I personally heard like a misconception that was actually thrown right at me was uh, I had a, a, a one of the kids that I was coaching. Their dad was an attorney, and I ended up like five or six years later going and bringing him some deals cause he was doing title closings. <laughs> um, and I brought him some really, like a really impressive set of deals and I was doing a lot of stuff with him and he looked at me and he was like, man, what did, what is all this? And I was like, this is, this is what I do. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're just a soccer coach. So you're I mean, this guy, coach. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. this attorney. And so he's totally looking down his nose at me and, yeah. you know, and I was like, no, I was like, I, I actually have like, you know, this is my business that I run. And he goes, Oh, so you're a slumlord. And I was like, Oh man, there's, oh. there's no, there's no winning with you. But I think, sure. I think there's, you know, there's two kind of big misconceptions. One misconception is that you kind of have like real estate investors as a used car salesman or a slumlord or all this stuff. Um, You know, and then the other misconception is that you have to have money. So you kind of have these two extremes that if you don't have money, you're going to run a, you know, this business that's like takes advantage of people. But if you do have money or you're going to be able to buy nice properties, if you do have money, well, Mm -hmm. I mean... Anybody can run a bad business, you know. I mean, anybody can go out there and 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 cut corners in their business or their job or, or whatever they do. Like that's not going to be. Um, you don't you don't become a slumlord because you get into real estate, right? You would you would have to be a slumlord like th- that that characterization and that mentality, and that attitude sure. before coming in. You would bring that baggage with you.
0: Um, I think there are sort of it's funny like it, there are. Sort of people we talk about this a lot actually internally uh, at, at at on real estate. Um, you know, uh, it, it, like anything, uh, you can be there. Are you know software developers and people kind of get excited. Oh, so you, so you write code? I can't even understand code. Yeah, there are great ones, just like anything else. There yeah. are great developers. Yeah. There are kind of average developers, and there are like really bad ones, and we've seen them all, right? Yeah. yeah uh, for absolutely. people that are buying investing in real estate, there are people that are good people, they and they bring that to the table. There are people that just aren't. Good people, they don't, they don't want the best for everyone involved. Maybe they kind of want to have be be a quote unquote slumlord and not and you know yeah. get the most out of it, and not take care of somebody. Like, good and bad in every single field. I would never run into it thinking like, oh, because somebody is buying you know renting a property, they have to be the worst yeah. of the worst, yeah. right? Like, uh, so it's funny you say that.
1: Yeah. No. And I mean, you know, sometimes on that misconception side is you get this idea of. Of, of having a lack of compassion. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, they're, they're late on rent because of all these factors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's your business, like ultimately, once you if you have a, you know, a, a kind of a, a, a personal wealth portfolio that's full of rentals, like you, you're going to decide how you want to deal with that. Um, from my side, like we, we try to work with all of our people. We have kind of a philosophy, what we call good, good. Um, And it's basically, it's a result based theory that says, if you do good, you'll get good results. And Mm. then there's bad, bad. If you do bad, you're going to get bad results. And we would in our business prefer good results. So we always try to do good. Um, There's also the idea that if you have limited finances, there's only so much that you can do. Like if you don't have money to go fix the leaky toilet, then you're, you know, then you're the slumlord, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's where people run into needing to uh, really stage their business in an effective way to where they're, they're smart about how they go into it because maintenance is a real, is a real part of it. Um, you know, Uh so people, people have to be aware of that and you might jump into real estate and be like, Hey, I'm going to go and do all this stuff. And you just got to make sure that you're checking every box. Um, and that's really important.
0: That's part of what you teach is having a budget for, I would assume there's an annual budget for what I should expect on maintenance for say a duplex versus a single family home or, or an apartment building, et cetera. Right.
1: Yeah. And then, so just a little, a little distinction. So my course specifically, we don't do any multi multifamily. So we, oh, okay. so- we spe- yeah we specifically only do uh, single family residence, uh, like detached properties and we talk a lot about why we're actually very strategic on why we do that. Um, now, I do have and I, don't, I won't go into it, you know, too far, but we do have like three fa- like learning phases within the class. Um, Mm. And as you get into the last one, which would be phase three, you start to talk about additional avenues in real estate, which would be, you know, other things like multifamily, land development, uh, car wash, you know, other passive income vehicles and apartments and stuff like that. So,
0: Okay, awesome. Um, Okay, so lastly, um, I know that you've uh, used our platform before. Why is using a flat fee... Uh, platform important to you as an investor versus going to a traditional, you know, real estate agent where you pay the full, you know, sort of six percent
1: Yeah, so so absolutely. So I will preface this by the fact that uh, that I have Previously had a Texas real estate license um, okay. So I have operated as a real estate agent um, on both the commercial side and the residential side um, mm-hmm. and so The, the hard part for me, and I'll just be, I'll just be open and candid. I mean, I look, I love real estate agents. Real estate agents play a huge part in our business, right? Mm -hmm. But there's, Mm -hmm. there's certain aspects to uh, a real estate, the way real estate agents, the way they operate that if I have a, uh, a seller's rep, let's say I've bought a house, I've rehabbed it, I've got it ready and I'm going to list it. Okay. And I go to a real estate agent and I get, you know, one of my real estate agents and I work with multiple agents. Um, they're again, let me emphasize, they're a massive part of your team. Like for me, they're very important to my business. Um, but if I go to them to list the property, uh, essentially they are, uh, legally bound to represent me. Okay, which means that they're not allowed to represent buyers. Okay, so they can't even, they can't even, or if talk. they
0: do, they have to do like a, uh, and maybe this is different in Texas, but you have to do sort of a disclosure form and
1: you, you do, you do. And then a lot of times, like they'll have to actually bring in somebody from their office. And so there's this yeah. intermediary mm-hmm. position that they can hold. Um, there's, there's, there's obvious conflicts of interest that come up. Correct. And, and honestly, it costs me more money. I mean, that's mm. it, at the end of the day, my business is about generating profit on if I'm flipping a house, if I'm listing a house, um, you know, I want to go in and I want to maximize that profit. And there's variables that I can control as I go into that. My costs, like there's a saying that says that's what it costs. Well, that's mm. true, but almost everything in real estate is negotiable And you can go out and shop like a toilet at Home Depot might cost more than a toilet at Lowe's or vice versa. And you can go out and that's the beauty of competition is you go out and shop. But by using a flat fee broker, I can go in and I can save, you know, a substantial part of the fee, which makes my deal more profitable. And so, I mean, it's funny. It's like you ask the question, well, why would you use you know, a flat fee broker and as a real estate investor, why on earth wouldn't you? That's, that's right, really the right. better question. Yeah, You know,
0: it's funny, like, you know, uh, we see this a lot. We have, uh, it used to be about 40% before we started doing buyers as well. It used to be about 40% of our business was investors. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we built this buy side. So that started growing very quickly. Uh, but it always sort of blew my mind whenever I met an investor that didn't use a flat, I don't care if it was yeah. us or somebody else. Yeah. Like, I was like, why are you giving up? because it's hitting your IRR, right? It's hitting your, your yeah. actual bottom line yeah. return. No, um, there's, there,
1: there is a component to it where as a real estate investor, you know, the, the kind of one of the big things that, that we highlight in the class is, is the ability that real estate can give you your time back. If you set real estate up in a, in an effective way with it being passive income, I mean, even my flips, like when I flip a deal, I'll probably for me personally, because we set up like we structure and set up teams to where like I'm not swinging hammers. I'm not changing out toilets. I'm not going to maintenance calls. Um, And this is kind of how we structure everything so that you can do your real estate really fast and easy. Um, But, you know, you you have this this part of it where real estate investors want to protect their time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I'm going to hire an agent, you know, I might be willing to pay them, uh, especially initially for their expertise. And that might be a component of it. Maybe on your first deal or two, you bring them in to kind of really supervise you as you kind of get your feet wet and get involved and learn more about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because doing your deals is really where you're going to learn the most. Um, but after that, as you kind of, you know, move into becoming your own expert on real estate, um, you're going to find that the amount of time that you spend, uh, you know, using, using Unreal estate and using a flat fee broker, like, it's not, it's not a substantial thing, like, Essentially, I'll get a text message that says, hey, I want to see the property. (laughs) This is using the flat fee broker. They text me and I just text them back and I get the information and it takes me 30 seconds. And so to save 3%, which, you know, on a hundred thousand dollar house is $3,000 on a $300,000 house, I can save $9,000 by spending 30 seconds on a text. Yeah. That's a no brainer. brainer. It's a no brainer.
0: No, I agree. Um okay so just to recap um I love this. Uh dot sorry, com is a place where you can learn how to become a real estate investor. Uh and in fact, um you've got Kyle O'Keefe here who did it from the ground up before there were sort of online classes uh that could teach you how to do this. Uh he he went through the sort of, sort of school of hard knocks. It sounds like the the cool thing about this uh, that I think for me personally, and for I hope our our listeners as well, is you don't have to have a lot of money to get into this. Uh, It's really educating yourself, jumping in, um, and 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 going. Uh, And so that that's something that's exciting uh, to me. Um, And then lastly, it sounds like you you do have to be sort of smart about not only being a a good practitioner, doing good, and getting good. but also uh, the, the fees. Uh, thinking about like where where can you save and still have um, still get top dollar. Um, so that's an important thing if you're doing this for profit. Um, now is my second, maybe first favorite part of the show. We're gonna do uh, the sneaker check. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so today, what am I? I got. All right. I'm in a pair of. Yoji Yamamoto's, they're Y threes by Adidas. Uh, these, I think, I've had longer than when we started this company, so I hardly ever wear them. Uh, but they're black, and I'm wearing black, so they match everything. They're easy. They're super comfortable. They're one of my favorite pairs. How about you?
1: So you know, it's really funny on the on the the sneaker segment is that this fits with real estate investors perfectly. Like I get, <laughs> okay. I get a lot of, like I wear, I wear t-shirts and shorts like every day. In fact, one yes. of my, uh, one of my new year's resolutions, uh, was to wear shorts every day of the year. And so, oh, yeah. so that's freedom, I right and man, I've got some, I've just got some Nike running shoes, um, okay. you know, and, uh, and, but I wear them, I wear them every day. And so I've got a closet full of sneakers. I actually don't own a suit and I don't, I think I have maybe one pair of dress shoes. Uh um, I love it. And so but I, I mean of course I'm in Texas so I got a pair of boots too so who needs dressers? Sure, boots? But yeah no I'm <laughs> in, I'm in sneakers every day so I love the sneaker check.
0: Awesome. Yeah I, I find that uh it, it, what you said is exactly right. Uh all the real estate people I meet it's like part of the freedom is like yeah I did that, you know, 60 80 hour a week grind and somebody was kind of dictating to me that I had to show up in a certain uniform. Yeah. And now yeah. My uniform is a you know I want to wear whatever I want and yeah. most, for most people I know it's like comfortable walking around sneakers whatever it is so it's, yeah. fu- it's funny you say that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, so uh anything else you want to you want to talk about? Uh this is this is your time now.
1: Yeah, no and I, I man I I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um you know the biggest thing I'd say is that real estate it's it's really kind of a, a lifestyle that you get to and if you If you thought about like, I mean, I I remember when I was younger, I went on vacation and I looked around and we we went on a cruise, which was maybe not the best idea. And I I love cruises, Um, but we went on vacation and I looked around and it was like I was younger and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, it's all old people. And then mm. on the cruise, they have excursions that you pay for. And we went on like the zip line and the dolphin tour. And it's all these amazing experiences, just in wonderful things that you can go out and life and see and do. And uh, I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, look at all, there's so many old people here. Then we went on the excursions and no one was there. They, yeah, yeah. The, the, the excursions were empty because uh, they they were and again there's lots of people i mean my mom she she went on it with us and she was older but Mm -hmm. just you get to a point where you know maybe your mobility's not there but my my thought process is is like creating a because because why do you have a job you have a job in order to make money right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people will couple that their job with wanting to do good stuff um you know which is awesome as well and and that's a huge part of what we do because we can turn around and we can help people because we're financially capable yep. to go out and do that. Um yep. we have the time to go and help people. We have the time to volunteer. I get to show up in school and be a part of my kids' lives and pick them up from school. I get to when my kids have like a, you know, a tennis tournament or something. I get to go to the turn- tournament without mm-hmm. asking for PTO, without Telling my boss, right. I don't, I don't have to get extra time off, you know. And so the just the ability to understand, like, um, understand and short circuit that idea that your job is designed to make you money, and mm-hmm. there's there's other ways to make money that might help you to accomplish some things, um, you know, like going out and seeing what's out there in the world and and we've had some great experiences with my family where it's allowed me to go out and, and pour into my kids. We took our kids out of school um, and we did a, uh, a six-month travel vacation with them um, and the entire time we were gone, I had rent hitting my bank account. I didn't ask for time off. Sure. I didn't quit my job. Um, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. what we did is we actually went to their teachers and said, Hey, what are y'all studying this mm-hmm. next semester? And we turned around and and we went there. Like one of them was, uh, the, uh, Ellis Island in New York. Oh yeah. Instead of reading it in a book, we went, just like go. We, yeah. we took them up and we did the lesson and we did a whole project on it and sent it back to the teacher. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so there's just. There's just cool other things in life that I think that financial freedom and time freedom, like there's opportunity out there and you can do this in such an easy way. Um, And and it's not like, I didn't know you could do it in an easy way when I started, but we've Mm kind of like designed it into this like step-by-step process where you're just literally checking boxes um, and and then you're you're adding and growing wealth that's yours. It's mm-hmm. not the company that you work for. It's not your bosses. It's not you know the owner of you know it, it's it's your deal. Um, and you get this opportunity to shift from an earned income into an asset based income. You know and and I think uh, you know one of the quotes we use and I think probably a ton of people use it, but Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money when you sleep, you're going to work for the rest of your life, you know? Mm. And so for me, like I couldn't, I I wasn't interested in just working all the time, you know, and and, and don't get me wrong. Hard work is important. I think hard work works, Um, but I would rather work hard and work smart than, than just clock in every day. And that's just me personally. So.
0: No, no, I'm with you. And I understand this. Uh, I get what you're saying, this idea that, uh, yeah, you can work all those years too. And then when you get to the point where you're finally able to enjoy what you've saved up, it's hard to enjoy it because, you know, maybe you're, you don't have the mobility in the in the and in the energy to do all these things. And if you can get that financial freedom earlier that's when you can sort of begin to take it, take advantage of some of these yeah, things. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and honestly like the structure of our retirement system is is a dangerous thing. It's the gold, the golden goose, right? Mm-hmm. Is it says hey, once you get to your retirement age, you're going to kill that goose and it's going to stop laying eggs mm-hmm. for you, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're if you build this, you know, a real estate uh, business where you have assets that you know continuously create income for you, you don't have to worry about running out of money. Um, right. And, right and so no, that's, that's a great an important point. aspect
0: of it too thank you so much uh for being with us today i would love to have you on again uh even more after you know i feel like i learned so much talking to you i have now more questions yeah uh, but we're out of time uh, so thank you so much uh renthousemillionaire.com is where you can find kyle and learn more about being a real estate investor and that'll be the end of the show thank you
1: okay awesome